This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Rwanda National Neonatal Protocol Hematology by Dr. Aisha Awumaharu. Introduction I am Dr. Aisha Awumaharu, pediatrician working with Rwanda Pediatric Association. Today, I'll be talking about neonatal hematology. Overview By the end of the chapter, participants will be able to explain the etiology, investigation and treatment for anemia, explain why infants develop physiologic anemia, identify two risk factors for exaggerated anemia, recognize two indications for red blood transfusion in the setting of exaggerated anemia, explain the etiology, investigation and treatment for bleeding, Explain the etiology, investigation, and treatment for polycythemia. Etiology, investigation, and treatment. Anemia. We will start the lesson on anemia with some physiologic background material. During the first week of life, erythropoietin and fetohemoglobin production decrease in response to the rich oxygen supply which leads to physiologic anemia. Thumb newborns usually reach a physiologic nadir with hemoglobin of 9 to 11 at 6 to 12 weeks of age. Premature newborns usually have an earlier and more severe physiologic nadir with hemoglobin of 8 to 10 at 5 to 10 weeks of age. At nadir, there is typically insufficient oxygen delivery to tissues, which leads to a rise in erythropoietin levels and production of adult hemoglobin. Therefore, physiologic anemia rarely requires medical treatment. The physiologic nadir can be exaggerated by a number of factors. The first is obstetric blood loss, which can take the form of placenta abruptio placenta previa or placenta restoration during caesarean section. Others include fetoplacental bleeding, phlebotomy, and early cord clamping less than one minute after delivery. Hemorrhage can also be a factor whether it is cephalohematoma, subgalia, or intracranial hemorrhage, or in the form of bleeding into abdominal organs. The physiologic nadir can also be exaggerated by hemolysis, diminished red blood cell production, and repeated blood draws. Hemolysis can be due to hereditary red blood cell disorders such as G6PD deficiency, red blood cell membrane defects, or hemoglobinopathies, acquired hemolysis from infection, and immune factors such as ABO, resist or minor blood group incompatibility. Diminished red blood cell production may be caused by iron deficiency, infection, 
or medication. To avoid excess blood draws, it is important to be mindful of the number of laboratory tests ordered and avoid routine daily blood testing unless necessary for management. When diagnosing anemia, it is important to perform laboratory testing such as FBC, reticulocyte count, smears, and Combs test, a physical exam, and to explore the patient's family history. Before deciding to give a red blood cell transfusion, clinical condition, hematocrit value, and trend over time, and etiology of the anemia are all needed. Indications for a red blood cell transfusion include significant cardiorespiratory distress, blood loss faster than the rate at which the newborn can generate red blood cell, or severe anemia. Hemoglobin below 7 gram per deciliter with poor reticulocytosis or poor newborn growth despite adequate feeding. The volume of red blood cell transfusion depends on the current and goal hemoglobin or hematocrit, ongoing blood loss and expected tolerance of transfusion. The presence of chronic lung disease or other condition in which transient fluid overload would be poorly tolerated. Tolerance of transfusion is based on whether the circulating volume is low due to acute or chronic blood loss. A typical transfusion volume is 10 to 15 ml per kg given over 3 to 4 hours. A second transfusion, preferably from the same donor, may be needed if the anemia is not adequately corrected. If post-transfusion hematocrit is needed, wait until at least one hour after completion of the transfusion. Hope blood should be given to correct anemia for rapid blood loss. If there is concern for severe anemia and hemoglobin hematocrit is not available, give 10 to 20 ml per kg and continue monitoring the infant. Preventing anemia is always better than treating it. Iron deficiency is associated with worse cognitive development, making prevention extremely important. Newborns at risk for iron deficiency include those who have experienced substantial blood loss or are premature should receive supplemental iron once they are tolerating full enterofeeds. The dose for prevention is 2 mg per kg per day and the treatment dose for anemia is 4 mg per kg per day. Iron in syrup is available in several different salt forms and concentrations. Each salt contains a different proportion of elemental iron, so the medication label should be checked carefully to confirm the concentration of elemental iron contained in the syrup. Parents should be instructed on the exact volume to administer since accidental overdose of iron can result in serious illness. Etiology, Investigation and Treatment Bleeding Bleeding has many possible causes, the most common being deficiency of clotting factors, inherited clotting abnormalities, and low or poor functioning platelets. 
It is important to determine whether a newborn with a bleeding disorder is otherwise sick or well. Sick newborns tend to have disseminated intravascular coagulopathy, platelet consumption, or liver dysfunction. While newborns tend to have immune-mediated thrombocytopenia, hemorrhagic disease of the newborn, or hereditary clotting factors deficiencies. Three lab tests should be conducted when assessing bleeding in a newborn. These include FBC, including platelet count, smear, and coagulation studies if possible. To treat newborn bleeding, give vitamin K if not given at birth or if the documentation is unclear. The dose for term infant is 1 mg intramuscular and for preterm infant or those weighing less than 1.5 kg, it is 0.5 mg. Give platelet and fresh frozen plasma if available as well as red blood cell transfusion as needed. Etiology, investigation, and treatment. Polycythemia. Polycythemia occurs when hemoglobin levels are very high. In the newborn, it is defined as venous hemoglobin over 22 grams per deciliter or hematocrit over 65%. Placenta red blood cell transfusion, for example, delayed cord clamping, maternal fetal hemorrhage, or twin-to-twin -twin transfusion can increase the risk of polycythemia as can placenta insufficiency due to maternal hypertension syndromes, postmature and small for gestational age newborns, high altitude, maternal cardiovascular or pulmonary conditions, or maternal smoking causing chronic hypoxia. Other risk factors include certain maternal medication, maternal diabetes, or hemoconcentration due to dehydration. Polycythemic newborns have increased blood viscosity, which can lead to central nervous system, cardiorespiratory, and other symptoms. CNS symptoms include poor feeding, lethargy, and seizures. Possible cardiorespiratory symptoms are cyanosis, tachypnea, respiratory distress, and pulmonary hypertension. Polycythemic newborns may also experience jaundice, thrombosis, hematuria, proteinuria, and hypoglycemia. Polycythemia is treated with an isovolumetric dilutional partial exchange transfusion. Symptomatic newborns with a hematocrit over 65% or asymptomatic newborns with a hematocrit over 70% should be treated. The volume of transfusion is typically 15 to 25 mils per kg body weight, but depends on the observed and desired hematocrit, which is usually 50%. Circulating blood volume is usually estimated at 80 mils per kg body weight. Slowly withdraw the circulated volume of blood and replace it with normal saline. Ideally, one provider should draw blood off 
of a large bore IV while a second provider infuses the replacement volume of IV fluid to keep the circulating blood volume stable. Case studies. To review, we will practice with some case studies. The first concerns Emmanuel, a full-term newborn. He appears well but has perinatal risk factors for sepsis. You send an FBC and the hemoglobin comes back at 18, hematocrit of 54%. Are you concerned? Does Emmanuel require any treatment? No, there is no cause of concern. The normal hemoglobin range for newborn is 15 to 18 or hematocrit of 45 to 55%. Emmanuel is polycythemic due to relative intrauterine hypoxia. He does not require any treatment, which is only indicated if hemoglobin is over 22 grams with symptoms of polycythemia or over 23.3 grams per deciliter, regardless of symptoms. The corresponding hematocrit value are 65 and 70%. Our next patient is Eugenie, who was born at 29 weeks gestation. She is now 7 weeks old and slightly pale but otherwise appears normal. You send an FBC and find that her hemoglobin is 9, meaning her hematocrit is 27%. Are you concerned? Does Eugenie require any treatment? There is no reason of concern. Physiologic anemia is common in infants, especially immature newborn will have an ideal hemoglobin of 8 to 10 or hematocrit of 24 to 30%. Eugenie should be treated with iron, but she does not need a red blood cell transfusion as her levels will rise spontaneously. A transfusion is only indicated if she develops cardiorespiratory instability, is unable to gain weight, or has significant ongoing blood loss. Solange, who was born at 29 weeks gestation, is the subject of our final case study. Now 7 weeks old, she's having many apneas, spells despite caffeine, and is growing poorly. After birth, she had a large cephalohematoma. During hospitalization, she has required multiple blood tests. You send for an FBC for her and find that her hemoglobin is 6.5 grams per deciliter, a hematocrit of 19.5%. Is this physiologic or pathologic anemia or both? What contributed to her anemia? This is pathologic anemia, exacerbating physiologic anemia. Blood loss due to cephalohematoma and phlebotomy exacerbated the physiologic anemia seen in all infants and more severely in premature infants. Other factors that can exacerbate the physiologic anemia are obstetric blood loss, fetal placenta bleeding, other kinds of hemorrhage, hemolysis, and diminished red blood cell production. Does she need a blood transfusion? Why or why not? Solange does need a blood transfusion because her anemia is severe 
with hemoglobin less than 7 gram per deciliter. She has cardiorespiratory instability and poor growth. Summary Having finished this chapter, you should be able to explain the etiology, investigation, and treatment for anemia. Explain why infants develop physiologic anemia. Identify two risk factors for exaggerated anemia. Recognize, recognize two indications for red blood transfusion in setting of exaggerated anemia. Explain the etiology, investigation, and treatment for bleeding. Explain the etiology, investigation, and treatment for polycythemia. The following are key points on hematology. Newborns are born with a physiologic polycythemia due to relative hypoxia in utero. Normal hemoglobin for newborn is 15 to 18. Normal hematocrit for newborn is 45 to 55%. Newborn develop physiologic anemia because erythropoietin and fetal hemoglobin production decreases in response to relatively rich oxygen supply. Red blood cell transfusion is indicated if the patient has cardiorespiratory instability, is unable to gain weight, or has significant ongoing blood loss. Newborn polycythemia is when venous hemoglobin is over 22 grams per deciliter, hematocrit over 65%. It should be treated with an isovolumetric dilutional pressure exchange transfusion. Thank you. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.